are on. We are live. It is Dad's Dishing, a whole new episode. We're live. I'm so excited for that. And you know what? We have a great guest today. We're going to talk about that in a bit. But first, let's talk about what's in the news and making the headlines for single fathers across the board. Where are you taking us, Scotty? I am taking you on a journey, my friend. <laughs> so one of the things we want to really do with you guys is tell the stories of people from across this country and what they're facing, what they're going through as single fathers. And really, if you just simply Google news but for single fathers you'd be amazed the stories that come up and sure. nobody's talking about single fathers but we are we are <laughs> yeah we definitely are it's so funny because i was we were at an event last night and um, a, a woman asked me, you know, what's dad dishing about? And I said, we are a show for single fathers because we are advocating for these guys because there are so many single fathers that are doing great things and nobody talks about it. Right. She said to me, you know what? I'm getting divorced and I think it'd be great for my husband. <laughs> so yes, we are here for oh, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Yeah, absolutely. So have you seen some of the headlines? Our producer, Sabi, was so great. He pulled some headlines together and one of the ones that really really hit me. And it's something that I think we're going to be running into a lot over the next few months. There is a complete talk about this eviction, this huge eviction that is going to happen post-COVID. Have you heard anything about this? Eviction? What do you eviction. mean? Like people are getting evicted from their homes? Because a lot of people um, chose to push their mortgage back. In a lot of cases, my understanding, and this will lead me into the story that we're going to talk about, a lot of, in, a lot of people, in my understanding, you were able to stop paying for a certain amount of months, but then they expected a lump sum payment. Sure. It's like a balloon payment for those uh, months yeah. you miss. So there's talk of that. There's talk of renters who a lot of people are still unemployed in this country. And did you look at anything like that? Did you like, did you explore any of those options? For, you know for what? Like I, delaying I did it because I know myself. And if I don't pay it, I, I won't save the money. I'll be like, oh, there's a shoe sale. Exactly. <laughs> I'll figure this out. I'll figure it out later. Thank and God the strip clubs were closed. <laughs> exactly. The strippers would have my mortgage money. It's true. It's true. It's so Just true. Just kidding. <laughs> but that is something that we're, we're talking about. Well, one of the headlines was this, this guy who is a, a veteran, and he is a single father, and he's losing his home. Uh. And I want you to know that you are not alone out there. There are people going through this, right. like you, if you're listening and you're going through this. But there are services in place, and that's the awesome thing. Now, you're a veteran, correct? Yes. Were you able to take advantage of any of the um, veterans' loans? Like with FHA loans, there's also veterans' loans. Were you able to take advantage of I any of those? I never did. You know, really? I never signed up for the VA. I did join an American Legion because they had a very uh, cheap They had a drinks. cheap bar, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like a quarter for a beer. Yeah, I'm in. Yes. Oh my gosh. But yeah. In all seriousness, as seriousness, there's a lot of great benefits to being a member of the VA or the Veterans uh, oh, Administration. Oh yeah. Well, for one, and, when you're talking yeah. VA loans, it's zero yeah. percent down a lot it's of times. It's it's federally backed, so it's easier to that get option, that mortgage. So when I'm buying my mansion, because dad's yes. mansion is going through the roof, I you're mean, like, I need this twenty-four million dollar home with my VA loan. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I'm gonna say it too. But it's true. And so here's why I'm saying. I'm sure there's a cap, though. There, I'm sure there's a cap. I would imagine if you're buying a $24 million home, it's not going to be federally backed. Well, you know, which pisses me off because a lot of the companies like Google yeah. oh, and yeah. Facebook, 
they all started with government loans that they never paid back. Did you know this? Oh, yes, I and have heard this. they still haven't paid it back. It's absolutely just a sham. Well, you know what? In, in, in recent news, and you know, it's becoming very popular to discuss all these mega churches with these pastors who are walking away with mega mansions and jets, jets, sure. limousines, sure. and they're walking away with all of this, right. and they're not paying taxes right. on that money. There's a guy so, who prays for a brand new jet. Like, it's not Joel Osteen, which I do like, but... How many of us don't pay for planes? Wait, I I do. (laughs) But that being said, I think we're going to have a shift of the way we look at things post-COVID. And for the first time, I think people are saying, okay, you know what? It's our turn to maybe get a little bit back. Where is that $1,200 check, that second check? How are we going to incorporate that? And then also, when it comes to single fathers, are you budgeting? Are you planning ahead to make sure you're not stuck on the street with your kids out there? alone and you know something else that sebi sent which i thought was great i mean did you happen to look at the one about the father where the his uh, his daughter's friends aren't allowed to come over to his house because he's a single dad because he's a single dad and they thought that there's more pedophile sort of like tendencies absolutely are you kidding uh, no there is i think and this is I think we can say it safely. It's sort of female driven that these women are like, well, I don't want you going over to Susie's father's house because Susie's father, well, maybe he drinks and maybe he's known for going out with different women in the town, but he's not, you know, that's not necessarily safe. Well, this was actually in the Atlantic. Okay. This is where this, uh, somebody wrote into the editor or the person that's answering these questions. Yeah. I think it's the wife. I think it's the wife uh, perpetuating, you know, this tale for the guy. The guy doesn't, no one says it. Yes. You know, but I think it's like, that's ridiculous. I do believe there is that mentality that you shouldn't let, oh, oh, you shouldn't let a um, teen boy babysit your kid. Sure. Come on. Come on. We have to be able to trust in people to know that there is a mentality where you turn that off. 1,000%, my yeah, friend. I agree. Absolutely. So let's talk about some of your struggles this week. Anything <laughs> anything difficult? The struggles? Yeah, your struggles. You know, everybody's got struggles right now. <laughs> um, drinking less. Drinking, well, that for, for well, one, for COVID, yes. Yeah. Um, I really did feel like you know, that I was sort of on vacation from the gym. Oh, for and sure. Because I couldn't, you couldn't go to, to the, the gym. gym. Yeah. So I had to like, you know, do makeshift exercises. As you know, mm-hmm. I ordered the Peloton. I love that. I would exercise, but then also felt a lot looser in my diet. I wasn't as regimented. Yeah. And now like I'm back to going to the gym twice a day. I've got my trainer and, but yeah. the alcohol thing is still something that I think about. And I'm like, mm, I do like it, you know, I love I, it. So but I know that it's a catalyst um, that'll just take me off course. Well, and not so, only that, I so want to speak. I have speak, to really limit it. Yeah, and I want to speak to you also on the are on the heels of literally burying your mother. I oh, mean yeah. that, yeah. So I think there was that emotion too. Do you feel like maybe you turned to buddies and okay, let's have a drink, and one drink turned into ten, and it sure. can quickly yeah. escape us. And there's always reasons to drink. You oh, know? There's yeah. always like it's oh, a Monday, it's, it's, it's a Tuesday, it's <laughs> well, noon. It's, it's the big game. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's, uh, you know, this we're getting together to for dinner. Yeah, you know. Um, so generally speaking, there's always those reasons. It's just again, just 
putting my old rules, my old habits back in, 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 uh, in line with my and structuring that schedule. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and I'm finally, like, as soon as I leave here, I'm heading to the gym. So what, you like, know I what? already have that already focused in my head. And when you, you know. have that mindset, I've been back on the elliptical. I'm doing the elliptical. I was never really an elliptical fan, but that's what we have at the house. But now and, you can watch dad's dishing. Well, I can watch dad's dishing on YouTube. I can follow on, <laughs> follow up what's going on. Right. I am somebody who loves to watch that. I'll listen to music. I'll go through my feed on social media, see what's going on. But I am in that zone of, okay, I am getting on this. Right. When you, when you feel, do better, you feel better. You do. When I do believe that. We had dinner the other night. I was really proud of you. You ordered like a salad. Yeah. I ordered everything. I was like, well, today I'll eat. He's like, one. I'll have 17 appetizers <laughs> and some soup. That's just fun. That is just fun. If you're asking at home what we're talking about, we are so talking about, you know, Joe's get home habit. Mine, when I was like back in the day when I was clubbing mm -hmm. on the way home, I totally stopped at McDonald's and it was like a 20 piece. For all the DWIs I, I'd eat it and go to bed. It was like head then. You know what I mean? Right. I never felt more full. Like it was even better than bringing some stranger home. Like that 20 piece made me feel loved. And I like to have soup. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> which is you like, like the to worst have soup, which is disgusting. There is, there is nothing grosser than watching a drunk person eat soup. <laughs> Well, I'm still coordinated. No, wait, an old person who's drunk <laughs> eating soup. That could be worse. Yeah. Eventually, I'll be like David Hasselhoff, just like on the floor. Just yeah. eating. Instead of eating that Whopper, so I'll have like some... Cavils is freaking good. <laughs> this is no good. This soup. And the best part is, you guys, here is the best part. He likes chowder. <laughs> I mean, that is a cream-based soup is even like you might as well be eating split pea soup. What? It's disgusting. A good hearty oh. chowder. A good it's awesome for you. It, no, I Great enjoy for it. hangovers. Easy on the stomach. Yes, See, it's well <laughs> unless you have dairy issues. Oh, then it's not so easy on well, the yeah, stomach. Well, I'm thankfully, okay. Mm. Oh my god. All right. So today on the show, we are talking to Kevin Pierce. He's so awesome. He is. He's been a guest on the show before, and actually. The sad story is he was coming on before to talk about his ex-wife, who he was still very close to and was raising a child mm -hmm. with. And she, right after he was on the show, she passed away. And they did know that was coming. Right. Um, but it happened almost immediately. So yeah. we Brain talked to them. Is, yes. No, just any form of cancer, obviously, is just awful. Uh, and, terrible. Uh, yeah, it was about a year ago. And... Our producer Kelly mentioned that it happened on the day that that show aired. Yeah. So, um, so, so we yeah. did want to follow up, see what that's like. And that's what we're going to do today. And then we went to the Camp Kesem. Um, yes, you guys event, did. And it was so great. He gave, I'm telling you, he gave the best speech. No one like was not crying. Everybody was really, well, really I emotional. I know I couldn't make it. I was in Hawaii, but getting I came engaged. getting engaged, but I came back and I, you guys yeah, both said to me, yes, I, I did. Well, as far, soon like, as I got off the plane. Yes. This is a wholesome family show. Aside from Scotty's drunken you know? trades. Yes. But I will mind. say that you both, I came back and you both talked about his speech and how important that his was. His speech was super moving. You know, yeah. everyone cried. We thank our friend Marie Paul, who's having a birthday this week, oh, yes, that's right. yeah. for introducing us to Camp Kesem and to Kevin yeah. and Meg. Pierce. Yeah, yeah, we're big fans of it, Camp. Well, Kesem. Camp Kesem, it's a great organization. They are. It is a camp for kids affected by cancer. Yep. Not necessarily that they have cancer, but someone around them does. Yeah. And sometimes that's even with worse. The guidelines yeah. through Camp Kesem, which 
takes place in many colleges across the U.S. Yes. The foundation of that is you only get in if you have a parent that suffered from cancer. There's no cost to the family. And the memories are, you know, irreplaceable, priceless. These kids can bond with other kids that have gone through the same thing on the same And feel like you're not alone, which is so awesome. And all those kids were so spirited. We saw them and they're like, they have their chants. They have their, their, their like little group Their nicknames. Nobody has a real name. It's all nicknames. I think you were Creepy Sanchez. No. No. Oh, wait, no? No, that was you. <laughs> that was me. Because you didn't make it. <laughs> yes, I didn't like, make apparently it. Apparently, he's not here with the kids. <laughs> Are we allowed to say what your camp custom I forgot what it was. I don't think you're allowed to say what it was. No, you can't say what it was. I think that's the rule of Camp Kessum. Yes. <laughs> Is that what it was? <laughs> that's the rule. Okay, yes. But they actually, uh, they, I remember a couple of those kids were like, oh, my God, you guys are the dad's dishing people. Like, we love you. <laughs> Damn, I wish I was there. And then it was, <laughs> and then it was like, oh, where's Scotty? Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you for saying that. It makes me feel better. They had no clue who I was. They were like, where's the fat gay guy? (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll be right back. Kevin Pierce will be joining us. This is Dad's Dishing. Stay tuned. And Scotty, it brings me a lot of pleasure to introduce our guest today, Mr. Kevin Pierce. He's a friend of the show, as you know, if you're a fan of Dad's Dishing, which I know people are out there. Uh, he was on last year. Absolutely. Such a great thing. Thank you for joining us today, making time out of the hectic hey, week. Yeah. Finally in the flesh. Last year, you were on the golf course. Yeah. Yeah. And, I was, uh, we're kind enough to call in. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, I was on the 15th hole, uh, Eagle Creek in Orlando, and I knew that I had it scheduled. I walked back to the house from there and took the call. It was fun. Very cool. That was a perfect thing. So when you came in, I'm like, I know this guy. I'm like, hey, good to see you. You're like, yes. <laughs> I, I, I know you. I can feel it. Yeah. Well, one of the things I know that, that um, this past spring, Camp Kessim event, which is a bit, you've become a big supporter of that. Oh, yeah. Joe and Kelly came after that event and they said, he did such a good job speaking and telling his story. Thank Tell you. us a little bit about what that was like. And let me say that there wasn't a dry eye in the house. All oh, of that's, us were really that's deeply moved. Including mine, for sure. Yes, yeah. It was it was an honor. It was nice to speak with everybody. Uh, It was it felt maybe a little soon to tell Caleb's story, particularly because last year when the event happened, it happened on the day of my ex wife's funeral, Mm. and it was a lot of emotion there. Right, remembering that day and everything that we were going through. Absolutely, and a year out is not a long time time at all. No, yeah. And if if you don't know the story, we actually had you on a little over a year ago. And just a few days after you came on, your ex-wife, who had been battling brain cancer, she had that. And she passed just a few days, literally like the next day or two days after yeah. you were on the on yeah. the show. So what was that like for, for you and Caleb? And now you had a new wife at this point, but still very much so tied into your ex-wife and that story. What was that like for you guys? And did you have to sort of break away from the family and say, it's our time? Uh, I don't know if there was any our time. My relationship with Carrie's parents is probably better than it's ever been right now. Uh, They see my son all the time. Uh, they teach him awesome. school Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Really? Oh, wow. oh, yeah. Oh, how great for that. They must be loving that. Yeah, it's a good yeah. balance. I think that everyone's pretty happy. Um, we ask, you know, can we see Caleb, you know, this weekend? We've got something planned. And 
Yeah. It's easy. We just do it, you know? That's and of fantastic. course that they're still part of his life because oh, yeah. that's, you know, that's family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even though mom may not be still with us here in the physical, yeah. in the physical form, right? But her memory lives on for them through your son. Yeah. I'll tell you, when you look at Caleb and you look at pictures of Carrie, they're, it's the same person. It's so uh, weird to like sit him, see him sitting at a table and right. see her face in, in, in his face. It's just crazy. You know, uh, so yeah. it, it's, she is, she's here. For sure. That's so great. So what what did your your wife say as his stepmom? What was her her role in that transition period there through his mom's passing? We have always agreed that Caleb's relationship with Meg is unique in that Meg is Meg yes. and mom is mom. I love and that. Yeah. There's no replacement. There's no overstepping. Yeah. You know, she's she's here to support him. And she's here to do whatever she can and help him fit into the world. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Was the, now we've, we're a year and a half out. Has a year and a half been a struggle for Caleb? How is he doing? How is he? It, was there a talk of going to therapy? And that's a personal question, but uh, you know, something that I think people need to be open to for young kids. And okay. I think it's very important when you go through something like that that you take all of the tools that are out there and use them. Yeah, uh, he had gone to therapy for quite a while after. Um, Which is so good. Oh, yeah. We saw minor progressions in, in how he was dealing with things. He's not a really outwardly emotional yeah. kid as it is, so it can be tough to get him on task and talk about his feelings, but okay. he, he did come a long way. I think that since then, obviously when March came around, things changed wildly. It was tougher to find a therapist. And right. For sure. Everything shifted. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you go through this tr traumatic thing and then here comes COVID and that's another life changing thing. So his routine, his schedule, all right. of that has shifted really yeah. in a big way. Did yeah. you notice something different about him? Like maybe a, a f some fear, some uncertainty, like that may have manifested originally with, through your wife's death or your ex-wife's death? I don't know if he's afraid of anything. I, he's, we were all going through COVID at the same time in a way that was kind of unifying, right? Mm, because yeah. it was, he had his own traumas, we had our own situations, and then suddenly we're all on the same team working together to try to survive in a house. And yeah, and make it through, yeah. and make it through work drama, oh, yeah. <laughs> school drama, yeah. life drama, making sure you're healthy, the whole family's healthy, yeah. in the mixing households where he is going to see his grandparents on that side. And yeah, it's crazy. I mean, really. Yeah. Did you find that during that time you really had to say, okay, here's our schedule, here's our structure to, to somehow implement some structure in your kid's lot? Because you also have another son. Yes, we do. Yes, yeah. yeah. So how how is that working? out for you guys from what i can tell we're doing everything that everyone else is doing okay a lot perfect. of it's just yes. throwing it against the wall and seeing if it sticks and that includes schedules that includes yes school schedules breakfasts what we're doing for recreational activities yes i took caleb to the store yesterday for the first time i think in nine months and he mm. spent his money for pretty foolishly but hey you know what <laughs> he deserves to right. <laughs> We yeah, all deserve exactly. to right now. Yeah, we were all wearing fake mustaches went through the house last night just because he had four dollars. And so. that's uh, fun. Yeah. What else does a kid need? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, and how have you held up? I mean, obviously, you know, are you a little different from last year? Well, just kind of like going through that entire grieving process. What was that like? I think one of the things that happens when you lose a co-parent is you are suddenly 
the parent. Uh, yeah, the there's, only there's a parent. lot of responsibility yeah. that falls on you, and it's it's not unlike the feeling that you have right after you get married. You know, you really want to get married, and then you're walking down the aisle away, and you're like, holy cow, I just did this. You know, I it's, can't it's, sleep it's, with it's other like, people anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Why? It's that, it's that <laughs> yes. it's keep it real. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you're right. You do have these moments where you're like, oh, and I think, does it be, did, did it bring that that reality of mortality to your to your life and it's like okay i need to prepare things because i imagine when you when you get a diagnosis you say to your spouse or even your ex-spouse like here's the deal this is what's going on there's a chance i might not make it through we need to make decisions Mm -hmm. did you find yourself then in that position again where you're making decisions and talking to attorneys to say this is where i want my son to go that sort of thing i mean i would imagine you run into that we didn't do the attorney thing because I've been I've been divorced. Yes. So the attorney thing on the father's side doesn't really work out for you. I, I kind of have an attorney phobia. Phobia. Yeah. I don't blame you. And I think a lot do. of a lot of men do. It's right. it's still a biased system. It definitely is. Yes. Yeah. But I found that in this case, it was really easy to just go to Carrie's parents and say, "Look, like I'm never going to try to take anything away from you." Yeah. And if we can be in an agreement where, you know, I'm just the dad yeah and right. i'm not going to stand in your way and if you support me this is going to work well and that, it has that's huge and, and the response those to you was like was it a loving one yeah it was no hesitation just we're not going to try to jeopardize any rights or liberties that you have in your life it's yeah we know where we stand in this and we know where we want to stand they don't want to be in their 70s raising do you, ten-year-old. Yeah. do you ever all get together for lunches or dinners together maybe I think we would have if COVID not for hadn't COVID. happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. That sort of shifts it yeah, up again. Yes. Yeah. But oh, I, my gosh. I go to their house to pick up Caleb on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. They come to pick him up in the morning. We spend some time together. We hang out. and Nice. Yeah. It's, and it's maybe further easy. down the road, it's something you could eventually aspire to, like even holidays and stuff like that. I mean. Oh, know? absolutely. Yeah. We talk about it a lot. Oh, that's yeah. so great. Yeah. That's that makes awesome. me really happy. I love that. And your your other son, Daniel, correct? Yes. Does Daniel get to go sometimes with Caleb to Caleb's grandparents? Does that happen? I know we ask these questions, but it's been a short period of time and that's right. been changed by COVID. Sure. But is that something that they've been able to build that relationship as well? They're great with Daniel. Oh, yeah. That's he doesn't awesome. go there. Um, I think. Daniel is, yeah, Daniel is like 400 pounds of, of TNT in a 40-pound body. <laughs> Kelly laughs because her favorite thing ever. Kelly, please tell the story. <laughs> I love that Kevin tried to sell Dan. He just wanted to know his worth and what someone would be willing to pay after yes. a day of antics with Daniel. And of course, you know, just, just tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, then so we got an elevator today and you were talking about shipping. Yes, shipping. <laughs> shipping human beings is expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's and it's dangerous. Wayfair. Yes. So one of the things that you have successfully now navigated through, and I am saying <laughs> successful because I am optimistic, is birthdays, first birthdays, first Christmases, first holidays across the board. How has that been? Have you done anything differently for our listeners out there to really make sure mom is still present in that way, even when she can't physically be there? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we talk about her all the time. Awesome. Our, her pictures are all over our house. Yeah. Uh, we rotate the pictures so that he can see different perspectives of her. Oh, I love different that. Different memories at different times. Um, we haven't really changed anything as far as scheduling goes mm-hmm. with, with Christmas and stuff. It, you know, Caleb will go to his grandparents for a weekend. Yeah. 
or a week. They're talking about going on vacations next year. The, nice. It's, it's, and I'm sure that relationship for them is so much a piece of the closure process. It's If we can have this relationship, it helps them have a purpose, which is so important. Well, their it daughter really lives through her, the boy. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's, that's the deal. I can know? look so, in yeah. your eyes and exactly. see her. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, life has a funny way of <laughs> moving around and, and, you know, people sometimes not being with us and... But uh, yet their spirit lives on. I do believe that. Yeah. So. I think it's, it's all a testament to the value in having the hard conversation. I mean, when yeah. you're stressed about something that you need to take care of, just do it. Huge. And, and yeah. be a person. And, mm-hmm. and talk and communicate. Yeah. That's right. the key. Because you know what? People, people will say, oh, I don't want to say this because I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. But if you have yeah. this Same. conversation... It, you move forward. Right. You, move, you yeah. do. So as we move forward, you have this, your, your, your new wife, well, say new wife, but your wife, who's a fabulous lady. How, I, I, don't, don't you think that's such an important piece of, of relationship like this, that she's open and the pictures are there and she's so comforting and caring. How, how has that been such a great thing for you? I don't think that any of this would be possible if without her willingness to, include Carrie in wow. our lives. Yeah. And we knew that from the beginning. If, if we, when we started the relationship, if there was any kind of real tension between Car- Caleb and Meg, yeah, this never would have happened. Yeah. Period. Wow. So, and that's always a real, like it shows how wonderful of a woman she is that you, yeah. that you partnered up with because, you know, you move on from one woman <laughs> to the next. Yeah. Uh, there's always just that animosity about the ex or whomever. Exactly. So I just want to interject one that. thing here, you yes. guys. Yeah. His wife, Meg, is so great. Like, she was pretty young when she took on this type of responsibility in, you know, a situation that could have been difficult. So, yeah. you know, that says a lot about her, too. And it says that Kevin's a cradle robber. No. Uh, I know. know. You're like, she was so young. (laughs) I was, when we started dating, I I was in my 30s and she was in her young 20s. Yeah. So. Kudos to you. Kudos. Exactly. During this whole year, year and a half, have you, what have you done to make your wife feel special and know she's important? Because it's easy to get lost in a funeral and making sure your son's okay. And then COVID came and making sure everybody's okay and making sure your work's still in place. Like what have you done to make your wife know she is special, she is important, and you're you're so thankful for that? Well, <laughs> I think that I would probably give you a different answer than she would give you. Okay, okay. Uh, I, tr- I try to just listen to her. Yeah. You know, she's in a really weird position right now because she's a business owner. Yes. And she is trying to work around my work schedule, which is just, I showed Kelly my calendar this morning and I'm thinking sometimes about filling up my calendar in two weeks, but then I wake up on a Wednesday morning with nothing going on and then suddenly eight. 10 appointments it, just that day. Crazy, yes. Whenever there's a free moment, it's not free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's still navigating her business around your schedule. And she's a kindergarten teacher. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, by default, no. Oh, yes. Because, I was yeah, like, I was like right. how is Daniel's she doing fine. all of this? Know, okay, right? yeah. yes, yes, yeah. Which, here's the thing. We were talking about this with Steve Samuels last week. His um, son was going to kindergarten. So not only are you a kindergarten teacher, these kids have no idea what school looks like. Right. It's not like it's first or second grade and where you've been to school for a year. Like, exactly. We haven't done this in 30 years. No, yeah, exactly. exactly. It's yeah. crazy. So she's a first grade teacher. She's helping you navigate through, through morning 
the morning process, your son morning process, and then running business. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's a, it's a whirlwind. Yeah, all day. it is. I'm stressed thinking about it. <laughs> you know, really, to, th to worry about me. <laughs> well, this might be a good call, too. We are looking for a dog sitter. Oh, yeah. Okay. get out of here Oh, sometime. I've got a great so, dog sitter. Thank you very much. I do. Oh, my gosh, yeah. She number. takes care of our six dogs. She's amazing, so oh I'll connect you. Yeah, she's fabulous. Does she right. have time? Or? <laughs> well, I know, when we're not, yeah, when we're right. not using her. Yeah. <laughs> I'd just like to say, Meg, that was me trying to help you with this. Uh, Seriously? Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Awesome. But yeah, absolutely. Um, just Kevin, thank you for the follow-up. You course. know, we love you and we're very proud of everything that you're you've managed to accomplish. And none of this is easy. No, and our hearts you. are definitely with you. And uh, you know, feel free to come back and thank you for, you know, sharing your story here again with us. So we're very, very humbled by your presence. Of yeah. course. It was so great being so. here. Thank you guys. The space is great. Thank so, you. Yeah, yeah, we're excited. This is Cafe Kubal Studios. Yeah, yeah so awesome. Thanks for joining us. We will be right back. Hey, Scotty. Yes. <laughs> Are you excited? I am beyond excited of where we're going and where Dad's dishing is going. Right. What we decided to do is actually something really special. It's actually been our vision to do this. where we're From day be, one. I yes. know. We're yeah. putting our money where our mouth is. And basically what that means is we want to help single fathers in ways that they may need that help. Like, yeah. you know, something as simple as like, you know what, we've got a gift card for, you know, Wegmans or something or, to that effect. Or as simple as paying a national grid bill to get caught right. up. Cause sometimes it's just the smallest thing that can get you set back and take you off your path of success. Sure. And we want to start helping people and really doing that. And that was the whole brainchild behind the single father fund. And talk to us about that. Yeah. The single father funds, a nonprofit organization that was started up by your dad's dishing family here. And basically what we do is we help single dads with different ways that they may, again, uh, have a struggle or a need, you know, yes. maybe it's uh, an appliance that broke down and they don't have the money to get it fixed, or maybe yeah. they're late on their rent or something to that effect. So we're going to start, we want to hear from you. Yeah. We want you to reach out to us. It, it, you know, it doesn't have to be first person. It could be someone that you know, someone that you know is a good single dad, but at the same time, making, needs a little help. Maybe. Yeah, needs yeah. a little help. We've all needed help. There I, is no shame in that. You, I mean, the other day you shared a story with us. <laughs> yeah, and, when my car got repossessed, it, like yeah. it's, it sucks. I was behind on payments and the bank had been calling and I just couldn't afford to pay it. And just guess what yeah. happened? There goes my car. You know, and it just got taken away. You're not alone in this. And it's very easy. I think most Americans live paycheck to paycheck in this country. Yep. And it's very easy if you miss one or you have something else that comes up. And when you have children, something else that comes up, comes up all the time. Right. It happens. And we know it happens. And we know how easy it is. Guess what? You missed two car payments. They're coming. At the, yeah. They're at the door. That's they're ready exactly. to repossess that car. Yes. more about getting food for the kids and yeah. getting food for, you the know. The important yeah, things. Exactly. Or their medical bills. Yeah. If, the, if a kid has to go to the emergency room because they fell in school and broke an arm, that will set you back. It yep. really can. Especially now during this crazy time. And this is a way for us to be helpful. It, it makes a immediate active response to something and an immediate fix to something, which we love. So reach out to us yeah. on social media, DM us directly at Dead's Dishing, um, you know, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Jesus, we're on everything. You we know? are on everything. And on YouTube. And the great part about this is what we're going to be able to do in, in addition to having fun, which is always the key here, 
is tell amazing stories. And Joe, what you just shared with us is an amazing story because <laughs> you've been you there. And, no, it is. Yeah. You've been there because nobody would look at you and think that you've ever had any issues. You're a very attractive man. You're successful. You're successful in business. You drive a beautiful car. You have a beautiful home. You, you live a, a very nice life. Nobody would think that you've gone through that path. And we've all been there. We've right. all had a difficult time. Right. And that is by sharing those stories, we can feel better about ourselves and focus on what we need to do to do better. Thank you. Which I love. Yeah. No, thank, thank you. No, thank you. And it really well, is so it's, important. It's just if any humility that I may have is just because I've been knocked around so much in my life that yeah. I just, you finally get a break and then it's my instinct to want to help others, Yes, you know, and to be of inspiration say, you're not alone. And that you always help me live up to that too. Yeah. So it's on you as well, but well, thank you. Of course, <laughs> it's all about me. <laughs> but that being said too, we talked to a lot of people who are recently divorced. And when you've gone through a divorce, you know what that's like. Got no money. Oh, you got no split money. Up and now you go from a lifestyle of a dual income, theoretically, if it's a dual income, right. a, you know, four bedroom house, two cars, grocery bills every week at three, 400 bucks. Now you're splitting that twice to, to twice. And it's not, yep. you can't come back from that. You have to no. change your lifestyle. So we will continue to talk to the professionals. We continue to answer the questions but one of the things we're actually going to be incorporating too is question answer period at the end of every show so what are your questions ask those questions put them on youtube in the comment section Instagram, on Facebook, check those, let us know. And we're going to follow up each week with those questions and hopefully some answers, answers from the experts and some guidance to help you get through life. So we're putting it on you. If you know someone who needs a little help, yes, let us know what it is. And the Dead Fishing team will be there as best as we can. Absolutely. We're rehabbing and rescuing. It's so true, Kelly. That is so true. And that has always been the goal. And when Joe first came to me and he said, here's a show about dads, and I'm like, What's this show about dads? And then he told me about it and it hit me. And it, it's so true. We want these guys to be as successful as they possibly can be because there's a lot of great single fathers out there. Make sure you reach out. Yeah. We'll see you next time, right? Dad's dishing. wrapping it up? Should we wrap it up? Or, yep. Okay. Our producers, everybody's yeah. in accordance with a Perfect. great show. Thank yeah. you, Scotty. Thank you. Thank you, producer Kelly. Thank you, Kevin Pierce and family for sharing your story as well. This was of a great episode. Our team here, we love them all. Thank yeah. you.